Welcome to All Electric Conversations, where we talk with pioneers in traveling with electric vehicles. We're your hosts, Katie and Steve Krivolovic of the All Electric family. From road trips and towing to daily life, we'll hear stories of wanderlust and progress to inspire your own adventures with All Electric Conversations. All right, welcome to another All Electric Conversations podcast. Today we are here with Samuel Hernandez, and he is going to talk to us a little bit about his experience with electric vehicles and what he's been up to. Um, so Samuel, we'll just start by having you kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from um, and what are you driving? Uh, well, my name is Samuel, as you guys just mentioned. Uh, I'm a big off-roader. Um, been uh, driving my 2017 Jeep Wrangler uh, Rubicon um, that I say is basically stock, but it's on 40-inch tires, one-ton axles, a V8 swap. Triple bypass, <laughs> blah. I mean, a whole bunch. Basically, it's no longer a Jeep. Um, <laughs> but that was my daily driver. Um, I'm based here out of SoCal, uh, in the Orange County area. Uh, I'm in sales, so I cover LA, Orange County, and San Diego. Um, and when I did the V8 Hemi swap, uh, which was awesome on the Jeep for off roading, not so good on miles per gallon. So Nine miles per gallon driving to LA and San Diego just pretty much sucked, right? So, um, yeah. <laughs> I ended up uh, buying a an Audi e-tron. I'm a huge Audi fan. Been driving Audis and Volkswagens uh, practically all my life. My first car was a 1969 Volkswagen Fastback, um, nice. and it just kind of evolved from there to Audis. Yeah. But um, had had the e-tron for for a while, and then you know I had my uh, it was always meant to be an interim vehicle because um, I put my order in for the Cybertruck, which, you know, who knows when that's going to happen. <laughs> right. We're all still waiting on that. Which <laughs> uh, is kind of funny because my wife was like, that's the ugliest truck I've ever seen. Like, I don't like it. Um, but I simultaneously put the order in for the Rivian. Um, and as soon as that order came up, you know, I... Um, I picked it up and been driving that set. Uh, when did you put in your order for your R1T? Uh, so I put the order in about a year to a uh, year to month before picking it up. Nice. And the funny thing is, is I actually had the max battery pack on order, mm -hmm. and you know, all my friends were like, "When are you getting your Rivian? When are you getting your Rivian? Hey, sell me your reservation." Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, I kind of want to, kind of want to drive this thing. It's yeah. awesome. Um, and I've had some, I had some buddies that work there and they're like, Hey man, like, don't wait for the max pack. It's going to take forever. And we know how impatient you are. So <laughs> I, I, I changed my order and two weeks later, this is back in, I think, yeah, it was like in, in November of last year, I changed my order to this, to the standard large battery pack. And two weeks later, I'm like, Hey, we have a ship date. I'm like, Oh crap. I got to figure out how I'm going to pay for this thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, but uh, yeah. And then I had it, I had it literally like within, within a month I had, I had the R1T delivered. I actually picked it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, and I can, that's kind of 
a reoccurring theme we've heard. Like if, if you adjust your configuration to what they have available, then you, you get a truck pretty quickly. But if you hold out yeah. for kind of what you what you originally configured, then it's going to take a while. Because, I mean, we had the um, the launch green and, you know, and the ocean coast interior and all that stuff. So and when we switched it, then we were like, oh, OK. So, yeah. I mean, we basically called them and said, We'll take whatever you have. Just whatever use you a have. truck. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. the yellow one. Yeah, yeah. We we weren't big. I yeah. wasn't taking it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun color for sure. I mean, I, there's one in the neighborhood. It's really cool because I'm here in Orange County. You know, they're headquartered in Irvine. Uh, I yeah. saw, you know, I saw cybersecurity, technology, data center stuff, and they were actually one of my customers. Oh, cool. oh fun. So, oh yeah, it's. Re- I mean, I'm a total Rivian nerd. Uh, I couldn't find my Rivian shirt today. I think it's, you know, in, in the laundry. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, super, super geeked out on, on, on the company and, and, and the car and, um, and, uh, I, I love it. So there's a couple of them here. There's a, there's a the yellow one, the blue one, and it's always, you know, the white and the grays and whatever. You see them all around here. It's pretty cool. That's right. awesome. Yeah. We've, even here in Lincoln, Nebraska, we've started seeing them more often. We just have been talking where if we you know, go outside of our little circle of going to school and dance and stuff like that, then we almost always see a Rivian now, which was like, I mean, from the time we got ours to when we saw yeah. more, it was probably five months. So we were, were really excited about finally yeah. seeing more. So we went to a, a charger in cabs. I'm sorry, go ahead. Which I feel like is... Uh... A progression a lot faster than I noticed Tesla yeah, here. Yeah, definitely. Because it took forever to see Teslas. Mm-hmm. It did. And then, yeah, but that I mean, it's Midwest, and so I think people are starting to enjoy electric vehicles here too. So, mm-hmm. I was just gonna say I was charging in uh in Cabazon, uh, and I mind you, I'm I'm got the tow rig on there, and and I pull up, and every single charger there was like three chargers. Let's try America. Where every single charger was a Rivian. I was like, oh man, <laughs> this is so cool. I should have got the trip. I was like, you know, sometimes getting out and getting the charger to start. By the time I got that all going, they had already left. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why don't you tell us a little about about your setup or your your tow rig? So how is how does that work? My setup is insane. It doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> It, so I am I'm towing you know my Jeep um, and if you check my Instagram you see it's 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 basically a brick it's got the aerodynamic <laughs> brick <laughs> as you know listen to your previous podcast um, aerodynamic that gentleman about the aerodynamics was so fascinating right yeah um, it plays such a huge huge role so I actually have I'm borrowing a trailer from my buddy. Uh, who lives nearby, and so I'll, I'll pick up the trailer, you know, put my Jeep on it, and go off. So it's basically a toy hauler, and because of the size and weight of my vehicle, my vehicle weighs by itself with no fridge and no beer in the fridge, um, you know, like at least 6,000 pounds. Yeah. Um, and then you add, you know, the steaks and the cervezas and, like, all the stuff. The important you know. stuff. Yeah. Are we out of water? Yes, but we've got beer. We're okay, you know. Yeah, that's how we roll too. Uh, yeah, exactly. It gets it gets really heavy, and there's no aerodynamics about that setup at all. You know, I think all in, I'm about nine thousand pounds. Um, 
with the weight of it. It's all steel, super wide, fairly long toy hauler. Um, and then, you know, when I go, when I take the Rivian, like with this last trip to King of the Hammers, I mean, I, I was, vol I volunteered for a race team to cook for their team. And so I brought like a, a second fridge that, that I put in the Rivian, um, and even more food and, and stuff. And so, I, I mean, I, all in, it, it was a pretty heavy, heavy payload. Um, but the, the crazy part is, is like, you know, I, I've never towed before and I've never done a long distance trip in an EV before. So I decided that it would be a really cool, smart thing nice. to load up the Jeep in the trailer, learn how to hook up the trailer, first of all, and then drive 840 miles to Utah. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. And say, hey, let's just see what happened. What's the worst that could happen, right? Yes. Um, it was awesome. Yeah, all in. That's the way we like to do it, too, where we just, you know, jump all in, just give it a whirl. Who cares what happens? We'll figure it out as we go, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I'll never forget because I did all the research, you know, just some preparation, right? It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so everyone's like, yeah, you should get about 100 miles range when you're towing. And my first, you know, from the last charger to the first charger was 108 miles. And I was like, well, <laughs> here we go. You know? Hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Hold my beer. Um, but it did, it did amazing. Like, you know, it, it's almost, I feel like it's almost cheating towing for the first time in an EV because you don't feel it. It's yeah. so stable. Yeah. Everyone was. You know, sharing concerns about like trailer sway and like, you know, just really feeling unstable on the road and kind of mm -hmm. being sluggish and hard to stop. And I didn't experience any of those things. No, no, it's it is incredible. Like, uh, even for me as the passenger, because I, I, I mean, I've towed it a couple of times, but not not in an EV, and I should because I probably would be like, oh, I can do this forever. But you know, in our even our F three fifty, you'd feel that trailer back there pushing you around, and then we mm -hmm. got into the, you know, the Rivian. And I'm like, this thing is ridiculous. You have no yeah. idea you've got a trailer behind you. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. What I don't the even the difference between the Lightning and the Rivian, mm -hmm. uh, there is a difference, and there I'm is. not 100 percent mm -hmm. sure what that is. It could be the three or four hundred extra pounds that the Rivian weighs in the Lightning, or something along that lines but i that rivian is super stable mm -hmm. and yeah i i love towing with it and so i'm curious how many miles did you have left on that 108 mile uh leg that you had oh uh, on on that particular trip funny enough i i had like 19 miles yeah I nice. so, <laughs> well i mean it was pretty close and, yeah. and honestly 19 miles is a lot yeah it is yeah, you guys see my post. I mean, I I, I, I took that zero. I saw. <laughs> yeah. I commented. <laughs> you hit the limit. <laughs> I, I I literally on this last trip to King of the Hammer, which is funny because like for whatever reason, I struggled more going. I think King of the Hammers is, I don't know, probably like a three hundred mile round trip, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, but going there is like one hundred fifty mile. We'll call it right. I had more trouble doing that than going to Utah. It, cause it, and, it, you know, a lot of it has to do with where the chargers are, yeah. how yeah. cold it is, the elevation change. Mm -hmm. uh, 
you know, coming back from King of the Hammers, I, I it hit zero and I'm on the side of the road, you know, on, on the freeway, like, well, I've got another two miles to go. I'm at zero. This is it. This, I mean, we're done. This is this yeah. is the moment where I call AAA and yeah. have to deal with all, all that headache. And, and it's definitely slowed down. I was going like 45. Uh, had a pullover, and and by the time I got to a trickle charger, which was the first thing that I could find within range, it literally said, you know, pull over, you know, performing emergency stop, you know, and then I'm like, I, so I stop, I look over, oh, there's the charger, and just kind of yeah. pulled into it, plugged in, and took a nap, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, and once you've had those experiences and you get to know your vehicle and you learn that that you can make it through those situations, then you're like, oh, yeah, I can do anything. I don't recommend it, man. It is so stressful. I had my wife with me and she's like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? She was with you. (laughs) First time, you know, looking back, that was easy. Like, we have plenty of range. Zero is is a guidance, you know, like... It's a guidance. <laughs> do, do not do that in the Ford Lightning. It immediately shuts off. <laughs> so in the Etron, Etron as well. You know, I, you know, I've I've taken on this journey to see. You know what? I don't, I don't want to change the way I do things. Right. Mm-hmm. I just want to get the vehicle and go. Yeah. And so that's that's been my experience. And I remember with the Etron, I drove, which has horrible range, by the way. I think. Yeah, I was gonna say not much. Like 172 miles, like I had 100, yeah, right. Um, I drove to San Diego, ran an errand, which was the mistake that I made, and then and then and then came home, and it was like, well, I've got three miles left. I'm three miles from the house. I should be fine. But then I didn't come for the uphill, and when it hit zero, it just stopped. It was it was done. Uh, you know, and it, the funny part is, is like I could, I could see where I was. I could see my house from where I was. You know, what I mean, I was oh, like, jeez. <laughs> yeah, like, let's make, push it, guys. <laughs> yeah, let's see where it goes. By the way, zero means zero on a neutron. Um, yeah. The funny part about the story is, I had, a, I had a conference call uh, that I had to do, so I sat there for like two hours because I had to do my conference call before I called AAA. Like, I didn't want to be getting told while I'm on the call. You know, it was kind of funny. yeah. <laughs> that would have um, been an interesting call. Right? Like, you guys start beeping noises and chain rattling, right? Uh, oh, man. It seems but like you like me. Push I, the no, I was actually just going to say that. I was like, I think you two would get along well, and you're, you guys can go road trip wherever, and you guys will be fine. Oh, man. Because you can I, always figure it out. That's what I mean, even if. Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of the fun. You know, I'm I'm in, you know, I was at King of the Hammers. I I completely grenaded my Jeep. I blew the transfer case on it, hit it on a rock and it cracked, whatever. So I wasn't I wasn't counting on driving the Rivian all that much while I was there. So you know, you go up and you watch trails and we had a photo shoot with Nitto, uh, which my brand ambassador before. Um and so there's a lot of driving back around, you know, uh, uh, you know, back and forth. And so all of a sudden, I'm like, I might need to charge my Rivian in the middle of the desert where there's not even cell reception, like, you know? Yeah. Uh, and to your point, you know, we figured it out. My, You know, I was staying in an RV with, with uh, my cousin, and I plugged it into the 110 at night, you know, the generator was running, and I got about 5% charge each night. And that was enough for me to 
do whatever I wanted for the day, mm-hmm. come back and charge. And and so much so that I didn't even charge every night. It was like, ah, I'll, have, I'll have enough, you know, because the nice. first char- the new charger was like 50 miles away. And I was always had like at least 100 miles. So it, was, it wasn't a concern. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, something that people are, if you're following Rivian, you're starting to realize that people are going out there and taking these trucks out in the middle of nowhere and, you know, exploring and having fun and doing all the stuff that they want to do and then figuring out a way to charge. So I think that's, mm-hmm. you know, a cool, a cool thing that people are starting to like really get out and explore more with EVs. And I think Rivian is kind of taking the lead on that just because it's built to, to do that kind of stuff. But that's cool mm-hmm. to hear that, like, you know, literally in the middle of the desert, <laughs> and, oh, yeah. you know, you just figure out a way to get it to charge. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, that's my jam, and I I love getting out there. I mean, as an outdoor guy, like you know, start a fire with a flint stick and no matches, kind of thing, and just go out as far as I can when there's nobody, no cell reception, and um, and and just enjoy nature, man. I I just love doing that. You know, my Jeep has provided me that that ability to go out into these crazy places, and um, you know, I've taken the Rivian like 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 off roading, off roading, mm-hmm. like. Like I took four guys from Rivian um, who had never been off-roading before to a local trail called Cleghorn, which is like kind of, it's a simple trail, but it's, you know, there's a, let's just put it this way. There's a roll over there every single weekend. Somebody rolls their rig, flips it over on their lid and, and they have to get recovered. Um, So it's challenging enough where you can, you can get yourself into trouble. And I took one of the guys up. He's literally like, like vertical and i'm like it's okay keep coming like you're gonna be fun everyone's going oh my gosh we're gonna roll and and i was so impressed so impressed for a stock truck you know what that thing can do in in some pretty gnarly situations we took every single offshoot every we call it optional line Mm -hmm. um and it just you know you put it in raw crop mode and you just it's which is the opposite of driving the jeep you put it in rock crop mode and you slam on the gas and you just go. And it just <laughs> plugs and it figures itself out versus in the Jeep, you're like, you slam on the gas, you're going to roll. Um, it was amazing. Yeah. It did so, so well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that <clears throat> we need people like you that are willing to go on these adventures with the Rivian to show other people that are interested in off-roading like you are that it is possible i'm i'm assuming Mm -hmm. there's some sort of limits it is a stock vehicle all that stuff and it doesn't you can't have just a jerry can uh coming along with you for fuel and stuff like that so there are limits but you know somebody like you that's willing to push it to the limits and show people you know hey this this is a viable option for a lot of different Mm -hmm. things so I'm excited I mean, about that. I I agree, man. I think it's basically like if you look, I look at it like 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 a Tacoma, right? The mm-hmm. Tacoma is a very capable mid yeah. truck that's very good at off roading. Um, you see a lot of those out in the trails, right? That are you know modded with with bigger tires, which you can't really do in the Rivian. But for a stock, I mean, there was a there's a trail called San Hollow OHV Park. It's a big uh, it's in Hurricane Utah. That's where I towed the Jeep to for Winter 4x4 Jamboree. Um, and it's 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 off-roading heaven, man. It's just amazing. <laughs> it's awesome. But to to get there, you go through this little tunnel under, under the freeway. 
And then you have to make this hard left turn and you're immediately met by rocks. And I think the first ledge is about two or three feet tall. And so, yeah. And so everyone's like, there's no way the Rivian is going there. And I'm like, well, let's just try it. Like, let's push the limit. Let's just, let's just see what happens. Right? Spot me kind of thing. Yeah. And so you know, I hit highest mode and I kind of come up to it and, and hit it at, at an angle. And I didn't even touch anything. It just crawled right up the rock. And it, it it was amazing. And everyone was like, you know, as I get through into the park, and it's like it's really cool, like sand dune. It's all red sand. It's beautiful. You oh, got a fun. lake in the background, snow-capped mountain. It's just stunning. Um, but you're in these dunes, and we're just bombing through there, like, you know, at full speed. <laughs> and everyone That's was like, awesome. how did you get this here? Like, because they know what it takes to get there. Like, how how did you do this? And I'm like, just went up the rock and like and here we <laughs> I pressed the and accelerator and went up the rock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Turn left, you know, like <laughs> GPS yeah. said go left, so I went left. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a big deal. That's what you did, right? Um and it, and it, it was funny because like it drew this big crowd. Oh, Everyone's yeah. like watching me, you know, do the you know, donuts and whatnot in, in, in the sand. And one guy came up and says, I gotta, I gotta get a ride. I told a stranger, I gotta get a ride in this thing. Well, you, you take me in, the, in a ride for this. I'm like, sure, let's go. And so we went around, yeah. and you know, I bottomed out the Rivian. Mind you, I'm at, I'm at, not the highest, highest setting for the second, because you, you know, you can only go 20 miles per hour at the highest setting. Yeah. I went, I went high, and so we we're bombing through, and I came hit a point on the dune, and kind of came down, bottomed out a bit. Made me a little bit nervous. Checked out, totally yeah. fine. Got it stuck in the sand, like. <laughs> Oh no. It was an experiment. Usually when you go do that, you're supposed to air down to like twenty PSI. Yeah. I'm at forty seven PSI. So of oh, course really? I'm gonna get... <laughs> you know? Um and I get towed out by this huge Jeep gladiator with the V eight, you know, this massive forty two inch tires, like and he's he's tugging me out, everyone's taking pictures and video and it was a blast, man. It was like so much fun so much fun. yeah so the capabilities of that <clears throat> sounds like it's pretty pretty great but do you think that, that there are certain limitations for how much that thing weighs like i don't know a ton about driving in sand and off-roading yeah. but like what do you see as the limitations with that yeah lighter is better right when you're when you're in super soft sand lighter is, is better and you know that's the reason why you you air down your tires because it it spreads the load right over each tire uh, just a little bit more, so you get you get better traction. It's almost we call it flotation. You kind of want to float over the sand as much as possible. Okay. But being in a seven thousand pound vehicle, <laughs> is it not conducive to that? Uh, but the way you accommodate for that is horsepower. Oh, yeah. okay. You know, yeah. yeah. So you just you know you back up and you just you got to hit it. You got to commit and and you got to go. Um, so my Jeep, you know, is, is not that much lighter than the Rivian and, and, it, and it does fine. You know, it's got, I think I got 500 horses in, in there, yeah. much bigger tires, so much yeah. more displacement. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they say there's no replacement for displacement. Uh, we call them her, purse purrs. Uh, I got plenty of horsepower in, in the Rivian. Right. And so there was a, there was a, a point where I kind of. Didn't make it up a dune, so I just backed it up a little bit more and just 
slammed on the throttle or whatever we call it, the pedal. Right? I don't know. <laughs> the accelerator. <laughs> the go go I'm calling it gas. I'm like, oh, that's right. Yeah. It's not gas. I've been corrected on that too. Yeah. I still call it that all the time. Yeah. Well, that's it's awesome. Cool. So can you uh, air down the Rivian tires? Do you know much about that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So cool little tip. So we have all these little off-roading tools that, that help you deflate your tires fast, mm -hmm. right? Like Airbnb has one. Uh, not Airbnb. Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, it'll come to me. Yeah. Uh, there, there are there are tools, the air, air tools that you can basically plug in to help you air down. So, in the Rivian, I think on the driver's side, you know, tunnel uh, door, you have your air kit, mm -hmm. and the air kit have a little nozzle that you connect to the hose. You can just take that nozzle, plug it into your tire, and it deflates the tire pretty fast. Oh, oh nice! That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. Nice, dude. Super fast, and you know, I do I do a ten count. And then see where the pressure is, mm -hmm. and that's how, it's pretty consistent. Uh, it's faster in the beginning, but overall it's about the same. So you can do like a thirty or forty count on the Rivian that'll bring you down to like just just around thirty psi, and totally fine. A lot of it's going to be around how much how much um, of a bulge you're getting at 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 ride height, right? If you start to see the tire kind of like kind of compress a little bit. That's usually enough. I would start there. Anything I would say over twenty psi, you're fine. The risk you run is losing a bead, right? Yeah. You lose, and there's ways to fix that. It's not not the end of the world, um, but you can lose a bead if it gets if it gets too low. I go down to like nine psi on my Jeep, but I've got bead locks, right? Yeah. So that keeps it from from slipping. But on a standard rim. Uh, usually people go down as low as 15. I, I don't know that I would do it given the weight of the Rivian. So, yeah. you know, probably 20, 25 okay. would be fine. Um, but yeah, I just use that, that little clip from the, um, the air, air up, air down kit, plug it in, count to 30 and that's a great send idea. it. <clears throat> Cause I was using, I think a stick in Colorado. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but this this was our first go out. We've and, never right. off-road And before. we're, I mean, we're sitting there. We knew enough to air down, so we're sitting there airing down and watching a line of people like stop and wait for us, wait for us, so that they could watch us go down the trail. And we're like, no, please don't, please don't. Because we have three kids and a dog. They're yeah. like, these people have no clue what they're doing, which they were correct. Yeah. And, there you go. Uh, it was a, uh, so, you know, we went and got the Colorado off-road book and we went and found a place and we found one that it was like moderate. Cause I mean, we knew that we wanted to test the truck a little bit. We wanted to get out and, and yeah. get it off-road and do some stuff that was gonna, you know, probably give us a little bit of some heart palpitations while we were doing it. And there was a difficult section, but we didn't have to do it. <laughs> and yeah, we did. So we take <laughs> off we go down this road and yep, he takes it. And like, you know, he's asking me, he's like, do you think we can make it? I'm like, I have no idea. I'm like, you're better off getting out and going and asking that guy if you think we can make it. It was, it was an adventure, but there we was, made it. There was another Rivian there, uh, but he was just parked down below and yeah. we ran into him. He was on a side by side. Yep. And, uh. I think he was very surprised he had it out there. <laughs> I thought it was funny. What are those guys doing? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. I'm like, come on. 
<laughs> but yeah. You know, yeah, we made it through and it was it was a blast. But I mean it does it you know, that would be my one word of caution and I'll ask you what your word of caution would be next. But for the, the newbies that just go off road for the first time in the Rivians is that um everybody is going to be watching you. Yeah. <laughs> everybody has eyes on you. So if that makes you nervous and causes you to do have mistakes, like take just, you know, maybe wait a little bit longer till they're uh till they're a little bit more more common. But what would you say, like if somebody wants to start off-roading with their Rivian, you know, they got the truck, they fell in love with it, they want to start off-roading, obviously you have lots of experience, like what kind of, what tips would you give somebody for off-roading with their Rivian? Um, you're 100% right. People are going to be watching. I mean, we, we drew a crowd, right? Yep. They were coming to like, we call them rock people every so often because it feels like the people that scene from uh, Star Wars, all these guys, these guys come out of the rock, like where do these guys come from? Like... <laughs> It's everywhere watching you. Um, and and the one thing that I would say is everyone there is willing to help. Yeah. The offer community is so, so awesome. Um, that if you're truly in trouble, just say, Hey, can you give me a hand? And everyone's gonna jump in, you know, move the rig, whatever it takes to help you. Um, yeah. the willing don't be afraid. But with that, I mean, the number one rule that I tell people, please, 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 don't go alone. Yeah. Do not go by yourself. Like go with another rig that's capable of 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 getting you out of trouble, which means like you gotta have a winch. <clears throat> they have to probably have to have some weight to them. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, do not go alone. You know, um I always carry, you know, three days worth of food and water in, in my Jeep at any time. But that's because I'm I'm going out into these like there's yeah. nobody. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But if a well-traveled trail, you know, bring, bring water, bring, you know, your basic survival necessities, mm-hmm. um, for a day or two or whatever. Um, but, but don't go alone. And the other thing too is, you know, um, you, you, you kind of just have to try it. Like, you know, there, there's, there's several different styles of off-roading, go fast, go slow, rock crawling, which I don't necessarily recommend in the Rivian. Um, <laughs> At least the rock crawling that I do. I mean, I'm going over rocks the size of Volkswagens, right? <laughs> yeah. We're not going to do that in the Rivian, but that yeah. thing is super capable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think if you start small and you're with a good group of friends that have your best interests uh, in mind versus, you know, going viral on Instagram because of the stupid mm-hmm. thing you just did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the thing. If everyone's pulling out their phone saying, yeah, yeah, you got it. Just send it. Like, be- <laughs> That's a red flag. <laughs> um, you know, it's, 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 it's awesome. There is, there is nothing more healing for me, at least for me. And I think for everybody, honestly, like in being out in the middle of nowhere, you know, you, you stop because like something caught your attention. You get outside, you look around and you're just like, wow. Yeah. Like, this, I can't believe I just did that. Yeah, you know, taking the trail like you guys did, and and then looking back, like no one remembers going on a dirt road unless that dirt road took you somewhere interesting. Yeah, right? true. Yeah, it's the different journeys along the way that that make it memorable. Mm-hmm. Like that's for me, you know. Um, so you just got to go out there, try it, be a little bit adventurous. I think, mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, uh, it, it definitely will build memories. No one's gonna remember how much milk per gallon or what your range was on that. <laughs> right. 
Unless you went to zero like me. I remember that. But yeah. <laughs> but that was for the adventure. For the adventure, right. That's what makes um, the fun stories, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and then the last thing is, is, you know, pack out whatever you packed in. Yes. You know, absolutely. I think a lot, yeah, a lot of people with, you know, with, you know, 2020 being what it was, are realizing that, hey, there's an outdoors out there and I kind of like it. Yeah. And they've never really, um, ex- you know, they don't know the etiquette, right? And so we're yeah. seeing one part of the Tread Lightly team. And so we do a lot of like cleanup events for, for trails or whatever. Um, it's amazing what you see out there. It's it's actually kind of disheartening. But um, yeah. that's the one thing that I would say is if you're new to it, new to off-roading, like leave it better than you found it. Um, yes. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll stop in the middle of the road and, and pick up trash that I see in the trail. Yeah. Um you know, and, and, and I and I try to make it a point to do it in front of other people. Yes. Good. Yeah. I just got like picked up that like that's weird. Like maybe I should do that too. You know. Yeah. Heard an example in that in that regard, but yeah, leave it better than you found it. Um, don't go don't go alone and mm-hmm. go have fun, enjoy nature, man. That's that's the that's the mantra, I guess. Yes, it is. It's it's getting out of nature is is healing in so many ways and i mean we not only for ourselves but we see it within our kids too so you know we just we love getting away and just you know when they the only reason they want to pick up their phone is because like it's so epic that they're like i have to take a video of this you know they're just like (laughs) it's so cool to them that they're like this is so cool and so we love it too, but we may have to uh, have another conversation outside the podcast too, because um, with the tread lightly, because we're wanting to do some stuff with them too. So we may talk to you about that as well, because we feel like that is a really important thing: is to leave it better than you found it, and leave it for future generations so that they can continue to do the same things that we're doing. So mm-hmm. we're yeah, it, it's it's unfortunate. We had several trails that have been closed as a result of you know, people trashing it. You know, you look at Alabama Hills. Alabama Hills is a is a very popular spot, spot uh, to go kind of overlanding and camping and whatnot. It's near the, um, uh, oh gosh, what they call it, the base camp for um, one of the major hikes down in Lone Pine. Um, okay. uh, so it's super popular. It's, it's just beautiful. And they ended up shutting it down because people were trashing it. Right, so now you have to have permits, and and certain areas of the of the camps have to close down. Mm-hmm. Um, you do a good job taking care of it. So yeah, I mean, get outside, but take care of it. Right, it, it's yeah. it's a beautiful thing to do. And and uh, honestly, like I always tell people, like at the end of my my live streams on Instagram, like just be nice to each other. Right, like go mm-hmm. smile, wave, like do 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 something nice for somebody. Um, you'll feel yep. you'll. It'll, you'll make it feel good. And so does like, you know, even leaving it better than, than you found it. Like you feel good about it. And that's that. And, the, and you carry that with you for a while. Like, it's not oh, yeah. just like, you know, my cup of coffee lasts like two hours. That, <laughs> that up, like, oh, that stays with you for a while. It's just awesome. Yep. That's it, it's a good feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to refill the coffee, but. <laughs> we're, uh, we're, we're always doing that at campsites yeah we have our oldest child she loves nature and loves all Mm -hmm. that and she's always you know which is good she learned it from us but like you know she's always dragging us out to pick up trash and all sorts of stuff so it's Mm -hmm. it's great and you're right it it 
makes you feel good for a long period of time and mm -hmm. you know you're being nice to nature as yeah. you know yep. you were talking about being nice to other people you're being nice to nature and yeah we got to do that mm -hmm. it's very 100 percent. yeah yes. 100%. yes so what else let's see well i wanted to I ask about yeah go ahead um i've seen in your i believe it's instagram post and i couldn't figure out if it was yours or a friend but uh a tent that you put on the back of your Rivian. How oh, did you yeah. use that? Oh, dude, that thing was awesome. Um, zero effect on range, by the way. Like really? Zero. Nice. Yeah. Um, so that's the the iCamper Mini. Um, so one of the guys that runs uh, it's a group called Rig for Dirt. Uh, it's a local group here in SoCal that meets on the first Saturday of, of every month, and it's a bunch of overlanders rock crawlers whatever mainly overlanders right we all sit around and go oh man i need that piece of gear like where'd you get that <laughs> what is that you know like i've been over i've been overlanding for years and i always find something else that i need <laughs> of course <laughs> at these events but uh his name is ali he's uh i think at at kate the jeep on Instagram, it's his tent. That guy's got so much gear. He's got all, he's got all the gear, right? <laughs> so I was like, "Hey, man, can I borrow your tent? I just want to see like the fit, you know, function and, and all that." So it's the iCamper Mini, um, which is good. For, it's a three-person tent, right? Uh, it's mm -hmm. good for two. Um, we were in, you know, in, in the middle of the desert. We got a, a couple high wind days. I think they were at 45, 50 mile per hour wind. Mm -hmm. At one point, point, and it was fine, totally fine. Nice. Um, it fits perfect in the back, uh, so I've got the the stock Rivian, you know, bars or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and I'm kind of embarrassed to say, but it's held together right now with ratchet straps. But I couldn't, I couldn't like, <laughs> I just ratchet strap the tent you know, underneath in a very secure manner. We'll call it that. Uh, <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, Making it work. <laughs> it work. Um, and it fits. It it's absolutely perfect. Like I should get some pictures of like the drop off, at, you know, where it kind of meets the tail. Mm -hmm. You're able to lift, lift it up. There is one kind of like window awning that you can't use because it's against the the back window. Mm -hmm. um, but it's perfect. I like it because it's a hard shell versus the Yakima tent that Rivian was initially offering. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's basically another brick, right? I mean, going back to the conversation you guys had with the gentleman. But aerodynamics, the the iCamper Mini is it's a hard shell. It's very aerodynamic. Um, I literally saw zero. I always watch the the efficiency, right? Yeah. Uh, zero effect on on efficiency whatsoever. And I would almost argue that when I'm towing the Jeep, that it might actually help because it's raising the air profile that. higher. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Uh, and I love it. I mean, it's got it's got like a I, I want to say it's like a inch or inch and a half maybe two um inch thick foam um you know but you know as a as a backpacker hiker or whatever i've got my my air up kit that i keep in my bag and mm -hmm. that's you know you add that to it and, and it's totally fine the funny part is with this last trip i thought i had my zero degree bag and my 30 degree bag of the same color mistake you should probably like make sure there are different colors i grabbed <laughs> the wrong one you know, <laughs> so I'm at the tent and, and, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I'm freezing. <laughs> it, was, it was like 30 degrees, you know, I think. Ooh. Yeah, it was cold. 
And so I'm look, I get my flashlight, I'm looking, and I'm like, oh, crap, it's my 30 bag, you know? Like, <laughs> major mistake. So I went out, got my puppy vest, puppy jacket, put that on, and, and then I was fine, you know? But, uh, so, <laughs> but, oh, man. Uh, grab, grab the right bag, right? Yeah. Um, but it was, it was fine. Plenty of room in there. You know, it, it, it just fits perfect. It fits perfect on the Rivian. I think that's what, I, what I'm going to end up going with. Awesome. And do you know much about that? I camper. I've heard little things about them. Uh, how you had talked about the hard uh, mm-hmm. caser top to it, um, yeah. and then they have a variation of sizes, don't they? Yeah. Yes. yes. So and that then, I camper is perfect, right? It yeah. anything bigger, it's gonna hang over. Oh, okay. By a lot. Okay. Like it'll hang over and probably be too wide. Uh, also for the bed itself, um, that one is is the one that I would recommend. Um, even even for the Jeep Wrangler, like it's it's good because um, you don't want to uh, on the Jeep. You don't want too much weight up there. Yeah, mm-hmm. he has has a couple. He's got a large one, and it's it's a, you can get some pretty massive, you know, tents. Yeah. I've looked at some of those and they have it where it kind of hangs off the end and then kind of creates another room down on the ground or whatever. Yep. Yeah. So you can do that with this and there's plenty of room for it. So yeah. Yeah. So it's all, it all basically attached with zippers. So you can put an annex, which if you're, if you've never gotten an RTT, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a floor tent guy, right? I've got, I've got the gazelle, Five person tent, which is like the Taj Mahal when you're camping. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> it sets up like in literally a minute. You just pop it out. Nice. Awesome. We put my wife and I, when I take her camp, it's kind of funny. When I, when I go camping, it's like a bag. When we go camping, we're we're loaded to the toe, right? <laughs> my wife, man, she sets up the camp. I mean, we got an area rug in the tent. <laughs> It's essential. Those are essential things. <laughs> I'm like, wow, like this is nice. We could save here for a month, you know. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yes. But it's so true. <laughs> As he looks at me, he's like the area rug that comes out with the art camper and everything. Else. Like you don't realize yeah. it's nice until it's there. It's like yeah. I don't need this. Oh yeah, maybe I do. <laughs> like, like, you know, the poop tent. Like, <laughs> amazing. I gave her such a heart. Like, we're, we're camping. Like, what are you talking about? Like, we're not we're just cheating. I, I take that thing everywhere I go. I'm camping. <laughs> that, was, that was a good call on her part. <laughs> Sometimes we are smart and we know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. It, it, I mean, you're probably on the lucky side. Like, for him, my poop tent is a 30-foot Airstream. So, yeah. you know, at least you didn't end up with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. funny. So how do you see yourself using that iCamper when you get it? Do you think you'll, like, versus your tent that you were talking about? I think um, I, I think I'll end up using it more. I mean, especially with the Annex, right? Like, you know, having the Annex, cause when you're in RTT, you know, getting getting dressed is a challenge, right? Because like, okay. you can't stand up. And so, with the annex, it creates kind of like that living space where you can mm-hmm. you can take your shoes off, you know, get you know get changed, you know, do whatever. Um, 
but that's probably the way I'll, I'll end up going. Uh, if I'm doing a solo trip, we do a lot of solo trips where me, me and the guys and we just kind of go out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if it's, if it's going to be my wife and I definitely need the annex. Okay. Um, I, I think on, in the case of the Rivian, like it makes a lot of sense for me. Um, because I have the truck bed and mm-hmm. I can throw things back there in, in the Jeep or like a forerunner or whatever. Not as much because it's, you know, you're, 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 you're a lot higher up. And a lot of what we end up doing, um, in the Jeep, like you don't want a tent on top of it. You're going to roll. Right. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's just two different styles, like two different use cases. Right. So if I'm going to just going to go out camping and, and just kind of a, a chill kind of trip, definitely the eye camper is, is going to be what I end up doing. Cause it's, I mean, it sets up like you un- unbuckle two things, you flip it up. You put two little rods in, and you're you're going to bed, you know. Nice. Um, which is which is really nice. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll probably use it for that. Um, I've got that'll be that'll be tip number four or five. Uh, <laughs> I see you do have a problem. Are you admitting it? <laughs> possible. It's possible. He's not to that stage yet. <laughs> I'm not there yet. I'm I'm starting to see. Like, hmm. hey, I uh, think you should get it. Right? It's like motorcycles, you know. Like you can never have too many motorcycles, right? Like, yeah. all the toys. You just got to keep adding on. Uh, that is exactly. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah, that'll be that'll be the main thing. You know, it is. You know, it's funny. Like my uh, my Instagram is I am dot rocklander. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the funny part about that, that name is, you know, when I bought the Jeep, the whole, the whole premise was, we're just going to go out and like, we'll do these really cool trails and we'll do some like, you know, water crossings. We'll go camping in these really cool spots mm-hmm. and like it's called overlanding. It's going to be epic. And then, and then I, I, I get the Jeep, the, I drive it and I'm like, and I had an Audi at, at a, a four at the time. And I was like, I'm never driving the Audi again. I love this Jeep. Like, yeah. sold the Audi, and all I put all the money from the Audi into the suspension, rock tires, rock sliders, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I built a rock crawler by accident. I didn't mean to, but it just kind of happened. <laughs> and, so, and so we're going, we're going back and forth. And she says, Well, you said you were going to build an Overlander. And I'm like, You built a rock crawler. And I'm like, Well, how come I can't have both? And she's like, like a rock lander. And I was like, Oh, there it is. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that. like that's amazing you know that's awesome <laughs> and that, that's where the term came from like you know and and, and yeah. it's stuck that i like it i like it it's awesome yeah um so is it just your instagram is that where people can find you is just on that instagram pretty much yeah i don't yep. i don't i mean i'm on facebook but most of my stuff is is on instagram everyone Perfect. keeps bugging me about creating a youtube channel but as you know that's a lot of work and it is a lot of um, work it's it's a it's a full time job, you know, and yes. um, um, I do have a whole bunch of Rivian content that people are asking me to to post up there, just because, you know, my trip from San Hollow in the in the red you know sand dunes, you know, I got yeah. some drone footage of that, and um, I got some real cool footage of like the guys going up Cleghorn, um, just doing some really gnarly angles and and whatnot, and so I'll probably just post those up as simple videos. Yeah. Um, you know, but um, God, I don't even know what my YouTube channel link is. 
No, I have. I'm sure you'll share it on your Instagram when you yeah, post you it. So you, um, people can yeah, find you there. Yeah, exactly. Instagram is is where I post all my adventures. Uh, you'll see both the Rivian and the and the Jeep on that. Um, you know, I just I just love getting out there and having fun. That, that that's yeah. what it's all about. Just kind of disconnecting and and finding the balance between, you know, working hard and playing hard, right? Absolutely, gotta find the balance. So talking about <clears throat> work, um, working hard. What so what's your what's your daily? Is the Rivian your daily, or do you take the Jeep sometimes? How's that work? Uh, the Rivian is my daily. Um, so, um, you know, going from the e-tron to the Rivian, you know, my first EV was was the e-tron, and the range anxiety was real, man. Like it, you know, just going to where I had to go and coming back home was like I could only do that. I can't do anything else because the range was so bad, right? With the Rivian, it's like, oh, I can go anywhere I want. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like do detour. I'm gonna go over here, and so I think that kind of helped <laughs> my mindset. You know, of yeah. like, I've got plenty of range. I mean, you know, at a hundred percent charge, I get three hundred miles, easy. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and so and so, yeah. So that's you know, that having that as a daily, and it's so funny. Like people, oh, what about range? I'm like, how many miles do you drive in a day? Like exactly. Like you know, like I mean, yeah. I, I'm in. Vehicles. I I drive a lot. You know, I put I'll put ten, fifteen, twenty, sometimes. I remember one year I put fifty thousand miles on my car. Fifty. That's so, it. It was awful. How long have you had it, and how many miles you got? I've got only three thousand miles on it, and I got it at the end of at literally the like December twenty seventh or something like that. Ow. So yeah. I had it had it for two months, really, um, a month and a half. So I got three thousand miles on it. Here I'm pasty. Still hit twenty or so. Yeah, at least. Uh, you know, like that 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 Utah trip was that was just, that was kind of one of its maiden boy. I mean, we drove around town and whatever, and, mm-hmm. and and the whole time was like, I'm going to I'm going to Winter Jamboree. And I'm towing the I'm towing the Jeep. That's I don't awesome. know how I'm doing it, and so everything was 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 prepping for that. And you know, I used to be uh, an engineer, and so like my mind just kind of like. Mm-hmm. figures out how to how to do stuff so i got the waist weight safe hitch mm-hmm. and like honey how much do you weigh and how much is this way and blah, blah 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 and like <laughs> got it all dialed in and um and just had fun with it uh but yeah it's my daily driver uh i guess much better range than my jeep um <laughs> yeah. i think it's maybe 200 miles in the jeep really yeah I mean, it's it, it's a gas hog. Yeah, I love every moment. I love I love just turning it on every once every once yeah. in a while, hearing the NBA kind of like do its thing. Yeah. Uh, but it's not good for daily drive. No, I I love the fact of somebody like you because I mean that <clears throat> I still like uh, the feel and the everything about like gas vehicle and stuff like that. So. It, everybody seems to think once you go electric, you can't love those things, you know, like, and so I love seeing people like you that are, you know, I got this big, massive Jeep with a V8 Hemi in it <laughs> and you got this Rivian, you know, and, and so I, I don't know. I, I love seeing that because you can love both things. They both have Absolutely. use case scenarios and we should be okay with that. We don't have to be all in one way or the other. So. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. Um, 
you know, I'm I'm a I'm a car guy. I love car. I, mean, I went to the Barrett Jackson event, you know, this last mm-hmm. this, uh, last month, and just looking at all the old classic cars and the muscle cars and the sound and the smells and you know, I uh, it, I I love that. Um, but I like to go fast and as well, right? Mm-hmm. Safe, right? Yeah. Top yeah. Of- um, uh, <laughs> enough. Like I got, I, so I was in Etron. I think I was going 70 in the 35 Oof. and well, I, I was just rude. I wasn't even thinking. Yeah. Cop pulled me over and, and he, and I'm like, I was going pretty fast there. Wasn't I, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> no hiding that. You can't hide 70 and 35. Uh, no, you can't. <laughs> but, uh, but you you know, you can go real like the Rivian's a sports car. It is. It's a, yeah. it's amazing. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you put it in sport mode, you hit the low setting and you just, it, it, it goes and it sticks. Yeah. It's you know, so like, it, yeah, it's planted, man. Like takes the turns really well. I mean, coming from an Audi, right. High performance mm-hmm. you know, vehicle with Quattro and, and, and really good tires to the Rivian. Like I'll, I'll take on an Audi any day. Not yeah. to say that we should be racing. I'm just saying like the, but the feel of it is 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 so good. Uh, oh yeah, it's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to. I think you you made a post recently. Like you just got to go out there and try. Until you've driven it, mm-hmm. it's yeah. You know, yeah. It doesn't have that roar and the feel and the rumble, rumble and the smells. But that's what your project car is for, right? Your weekend yeah. Mustang or whatever you want, you know. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I, lo- I love both. I'm not. I'm not a. Tr- I'm not a tree hugger. I, th- I think like there's this yeah. whole like think, oh, you're an EV and now you must, you know, yeah. think yeah. all these things. like, no, I just don't want to pay 750 bucks every time I go to Hurricane Utah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know? Literally what it costs. Yeah. And you still, you still love nature. You're part of an organization that yeah. goes out there and cleans up and does mm-hmm. all this stuff. So, I mean, you know, I, I think that these just get shoved into these camps, and it, it's yeah. not how it has to be. No. Uh, I think, you know. I think that's one of the underlying, like, I feel like it is kind of, I stumble into these things, and I realize, oh, so something's happening here, right? There's a, mm-hmm. Whether it's a trend or, or a feel or, or whatever it is, and it's like, I'm, like, if you look at what I'm doing, I mean, the picture of a, of a Rivian towing this massive Jeep, it's the two polar opposites. Like you cannot get more of it. Yeah. And I think that's the story that I'm inadvertently telling is like, hey, like you can you can have both of these, you can have both of these worlds. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Like on my Instagram is like, why should you have to choose? Yeah. Yep. Like do what you love. That's it. Just Absolutely. go 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 do that and be passionate towards that. And I think, you know, um it's it's it just kind of kind of naturally fell into this this story and I think I think it's something that it can lend itself to a lot more other conversations around like, hey, like we don't even have to agree on things. Yeah. yeah. We yep. be friends. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it, you can have both both sides. And I think, you know, when people ask me like, was it worth it? I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, you know, I do these trips a lot and and I keep keep track. Actually my wife keeps track of how much it costs, right? Uh she's <laughs> she's the she's a CFO. She does a really good job of like, oh. hey, like, <laughs> Not me. <laughs> um, uh, it's just hey, like this last trip was seven hundred fifty dollars in gas to Hurricane Utah, where I drove the Jeep and back. I spent uh, 
hundred and I think it was like 180, 160 bucks round trip charging. Nice. Right. And the funny part about that, it was like 75 bucks to get there, right? In the Rivian in, in charging costs, right? And then I'd unload the Jeep, go to the gas station. I had a quarter tank and it cost me 70 bucks to fill the tank. <laughs> I'm like, huh. Like, can you just do the math? And yeah. the question is, how much time did you spend charging? I spent about three and a half hours charging. That's about $110 an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saving. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yep. $110 an hour, I'll sit for an hour. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, compared to driving my Jeep to the same destination that I just got to, by the way, way more comfortably. Yeah. Yeah, it took long. But, like, I mean, that ride is, is plush, man. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. You know? So, yeah, any day. Uh, like, yeah. I'll do that any day. It's all good. Um, I agree with and that. the thing. It's like, you don't have to give up, you know, being a car guy. Yeah, um, I've got an old 1955 Jeep in the in the in the uh, garage that I'm restoring, and awesome. you know it's all original, and I'm and I'm, oh, you cool. know I'll still do that when that thing's done. I'll probably get something else, right? And and yeah, yeah. I would be wrenching on something, but you know it doesn't mean that I that I have to, you know, throw my money at gas. Yeah, uh, I could spend that money someplace else. By the way, you know what I mean? Do more more yeah. fun things or whatever I want, right? Yeah. I think uh, this is a good place to end things because we can, you know, end on a note of you bringing, you know, two worlds together and combining them and, you know, thinking that we need to always be branching out and talking to people and showing them the joy of, you know, electric vehicles uh, and just things in your life. So I would definitely urge people to go check out uh, Samuel at dot rock crawler right yeah rock lander rock lander sorry uh rock lander my bad i am dot rock lander on instagram uh he posts a lot of fun stuff he's he's a lot of fun on this podcast but he's also a lot of fun on uh instagram so yeah yeah we appreciate you coming on all right thanks take care yo Thanks for listening. Find all of our show notes at allelectricfamily.com slash allelectricconversations. Be sure to connect with us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at All Electric Family. Find us on Twitter as All Electric Fam. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed this story, please be sure to share it and hit that subscribe button. Leave a review and help inspire others to hit the road. Until next time, stay charged.